Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Kitchen Table. Today, I have a special co-host. It's my daughter, Evita Duffy. We're going to be talking today about all things related to meat. Uh, Is it good for you? Should you be eating more of it? Do you believe what uh, the globalists and our government is now saying through some pretty shoddy new research that they're supposedly doing that meat is bad for you? Um, Do you believe that? Do you believe there's other motives behind it? Um, In addition, we're going to be talking about something called the Prime Act. And this is a very important act. It may be the greatest, biggest, most important bill that's come forward um, regarding food freedom in a generation. Uh, People have been trying to get this going on for a while. We're going to talk about what the Prime Act is. It's very timely. The Prime Act um, is going to be voted on next week. So we want to definitely break down what is the Prime Act, why it matters to you, especially if you're a meat eater and you want to eat more locally um, and affordably. So let's get into that. Evita, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yep. And we're also going to talk about a huge thing that's happened to Evita, by the way, um, which is that she's been censored by Google for reporting on things related to meat um, and the kind of control that the globalists, the WEF and others want to have over the, your your energy consumption, the way you eat, what you eat, et cetera. We're going to get into that too. But let me first start with the Prime Act because again, this might be the greatest advancement we can make if it passes um, towards food freedom here in America. So Evita, the Prime Act stands for the Processing, Revival, and Intrastate Meat Exemption Act. So what happens is in our country, basically, um, if you want to get meat processed, it has to go to the USDA Um, facility that has an agent, a federal employee on site to make sure that food is handled properly and processed properly. Because obviously, if you have foodborne illnesses and meat in particular, um, it can be very bad. And so having this federal agent has been sort of like the stamp of approval. You cannot, if you own a farm, you can't just slaughter your meat. Um, You can consume it yourself, um, but you just, you can't sell it. And there are these custom, you can take your meat to a custom processor, but it makes it, you you can't sell it because there's not a USDA agent on, on the premises. And that is a huge problem because if you live in a rural area and you have, um, you know, uh, you're, it takes a long time, perhaps hours uh, to get to a, a facility that, that increases the cost of your meat. 
Um, and so people want to go, hey, why can't I just on you know decide to take my meat, my my pig, pig that's going to be slaughtered to this local custom slaughterhouse? Um, there's no USDA agent on, but there hasn't been a foodborne illness incident since 2012. The more people have been using these custom plants, the more, you know, they've been cautious and conscious about the safety um, of how that meat is handled. And people should be able to take risks that they want to take so that they know what their meat, uh, where their meat comes from. Evita, you know that as a family, we do that. Um, I had a lamb slaughtered last spring. I have a pig coming to me in about a week from a local farmer here. And the cost is significantly higher because they have to take it to a USDA approved facility, um, which is farther, it could go to a local one and be cheaper. And I think better. Yeah. And I think we also have to think about when, where does genuine health come into this conversation? Because I love, I love this new bill that's coming through. I, we personally knew, um, small time farmers from our school that we went to in Rochelle who, who butchered their own chicken. Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah in Wisconsin, and they, they, um, you know, they weren't allowed to really sell it, they sort of would give it away um, to, to friends and family, but it was really difficult for them to actually sell this meat because it's technically illegal. And that meat is at which chickens who who don't eat any processed food, who aren't stuck in little cages, um, super close to one another, unable to actually move their chickens, which were free range, which ate grass and bugs and and things that they that chickens naturally would eat, were much healthier than the ones who were processed at these plants. And yet we're telling that the this family you can't sell that meat. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Meat processed meat has been found to be a group one carcinogen, but that very carefully processed meat. So the meat that goes to these plants and you can, and you can watch it um, as they, as they, you know, deal with this meat. So we, we're, we're not actually um, emphasizing genuine health, which red meat has so many benefits. Um, meat in general has so many benefits when it, when the animal has been treated right, when it, when it is, is, done in the natural way as it has been done for thousands of years, not in the processed way that we're doing it now. And yet our system is favoring the processed meat over the natural meat, over the free range chickens, over the grass fed beef. And it is very, very backward. Well, actually, Avita, I don't think it's a coincidence that so many of these studies that are coming out about, you know, how bad meat is for you is coming out at the same time that we know Bill Gates and others are investing in this artificial meat, right? Um, and so I think they're trying to move Americans off of, and I think it's a global effort to move people off of eating red meat. They're trying to, you know, make it harder on on farmers, especially those who are beef farmers, um, to, to to raise their beef. It's coming at a time when consumers really want to know where their food comes from. They, I know, I feel better about the meat that our family eats because I know who that farmer is down the road. Who, who raises those pigs. I can see the pigs as I drive down the road. I know where they are. I know what they eat. I've talked to him about what they eat. Um, they, they actually, you know, roll around in the mud under a walnut tree. So they, they get, they, they scavenger for like, you know, they scavenge for like walnuts. He feeds them natural things, things without GMOs in them. Um, and so I, I personally like that. I want to talk about another point too. The, the the these custom slaughterhouses are actually more humane. I mean, think about what it takes for them to, you know, put animals into, you know, these hot trailers, 
packed in there, traveling hours across across the state. That's not great for the animal. Raises the stress level, as you said, Evita. Some of the the way that that the animals are treated and the conditions they feel, even up until the point that they're slaughtered, impacts how good that meat is. Um, in addition, the a lot of the people who are trying to, you know, stop these custom. Uh, slaughterhouses from being able to sell meat or stop the farmer from selling meat if they get the p- meat process at these custom uh, uh, slaughterhouses are people who claim they care about the environment. Well, it's much more environmentally friendly to go 20 minutes down the road to get your pig or your lamb or your beef slaughtered than to travel three or four hours um, with a trailer. So that's that that's taking up more carbon and, and fossil fuels, et cetera. Although you know, the, the point is people should have the freedom to eat whatever meat they want. And um, and if it goes to a custom place just because there isn't a federal employee on it on hand, believe me, if the custom ha- slaughterhouse is doing things wrong and people are getting sick, people are going to stop going to that place. Um, and so I think that there's just this treating us as if we're little children. Uh, is really, really frustrating. And again, people are not trust very, very trusting of of the federal government, of the food that's, you know, that supposedly has their stamp of approval. They want to know who the farmers are. By the way, the the two representatives who are pushing this, no surprise, are farmers, Representative Massey. Um, and it's a bipartisan bill. Representative Massey, Republican, well-known uh, from Kentucky. And then also Pingree. She is a producer of, she is a, a grass-fed beef producer um, who's obviously very familiar with the difficulties that small producers face when they try to market directly to cu- customers. So she is Pingree of Maine. Um, she, I guess she has a farm on some sort of little island off of off of uh, Maine, I, I believe. And uh, so she, she, that's a family business for her. Yeah, it says she raises grass-fed beef at her island farm in Maine, and she is the chief um, uh sponsor of this legislation. So it's a bipartisan bill. There seems to be an appetite for this, Evita. Part of the reason why there's a greater appetite for this is that when COVID happened, many of these slaughterhouses had to shut down. There were problems. They couldn't get the you know people in. Um, and so there was a, a, a supply chain issue. And so now people are saying, listen, if for nothing else, because if we have another pandemic or some other emergency, we can't have all of our meat bottlenecked into these places. If one of them goes down, suddenly you can't get food out to the population. So lots of, you know, reasons from health, environment, the humanity, the humane treatment of animals, um, and also, you know, in national security in case there's an emergency, we want access to these farms. I, I'd like to hear before we talk about what uh, your, your your article that got censored on the C40 cities and how they're trying to control what we eat. Uh, before we get to that, I want to talk to you because you are, uh, you know, just on a personal level. My sister is a carnivore. You and your husband are carnivores. Uh, talk to me a little bit about why you decided to eat that way. So we're not, I mean, we're not, we're not carnivores and that we only eat meat. Um, we're, you're, we, you, subscribe- you're, you're, you, you eat a lot of meat. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say you're a carnivore. You eat more meat than other things, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we 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 would call ourselves animal based. So we eat animal a lot of eat a lot of eggs. Um, we eat a lot of meat, burger meat. We eat steaks, but also then we we eat fresh fruit. We also buy raw milk, um, which is another sort of adjacent issue to this meat issue because you're not actually allowed to buy raw milk in most states. Wisconsin specifically has really tight laws about 
raw milk. Um, and so we do it sort of in an un, like a under the table kind of way where you pay a a a membership fee and then the membership fee is actually what's paying for the milk. Um, and a lot of farmers have to do that to get around it. Um, and the reason is because you can get you can get very sick from from eating, you know, milk that raw milk that hasn't been um that hasn't pasteurized. been properly, that hasn't been pasteurized. Um, but but the issue is, and this is from a freedom perspective, there are a lot of really good bacteria that are killed in the pasteurization pasteurization process. Um, and that actually can in some in some people argue make it unhealthy for you, hyper pasteurized milk. And so you should have the right to say, you know what, I'm I can go to the grocery store and I can I can buy um the pasteurized milk. Or I can go to my local farmer and legally buy my, the unpasteurized milk. And I can take that risk because I'm an American and I, I have the freedom to buy whatever kind of food I want. Uh, and they they don't let us do that. And for whatever reason, the United States seems and the FDA seems hell bent on promoting really unhealthy food for people. I mean, this this idea um, that meat, that dairy is bad for you and that plant-based diets are good. Um, and plant-based diets, just so you know, that includes chips and Oreos that those are not yeah. good. I saw, I saw the, I saw the food pyramid. It was so hilarious when our, our government comes up with this food pyramid that says that lucky charms, according to the, the food pyramid was healthier than a steak and eggs. Um, that's just, it just defies common sense. Everybody knows that that's not true. What is going on there? I don't know. I'm sure there's studies. That a lot of the, a lot of these things have, you know, these these standards, these recommendations by our government, um, inc- are done by these boards, and these boards include people from, you know, big food, craft, and all these big food corporations that want you to buy, you know, their cereal, their processed foods, and so, you know, the last thing they want is to tell everybody that natural food, steak, eggs, milk, um. Things that are are at the most basic level that we know are healthy. They don't want to put that at the top because they want you to buy their 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 stuff. And and in return to for getting those recommendations, you know, they pad the the campaign coffers, if you will, of the politicians. So it's sort of like this self feeding thing. And really quick, if you to tell me what are the benefits that you've had since you switched to this animal uh, based diet. Yeah. So uh, uh, one of the biggest things for me was that I, I started to be less cold. I've always been somebody who is just always cold. I know I've always been freezing. And I think that the influx in protein has been great for, for my body regulating its temperature. I think that I've, I do much better in cooler environments now. Um, I I think, you know, another thing that I noticed was I'm somebody who bruises really easily. Sometimes I'll wake up and I'll have bruises and I didn't even know how I got them. Suddenly I'm bruising much, much less. Um, I, there, there are, is that from a lack of iron? Right. But you get a ton of iron with meat. So that, I mean, the, there are, there are so many necessary nutrients and, and, um, and vitamins in meat, um, that you can't get anywhere else. You can't get it from plants. And you know, this by the bodybuilders, right? People that, people that work out, you talk to, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and everybody who's, who, who, you know, has, has been in this fitness world says you can't build muscle and you can't have strong bones if you don't eat protein and protein comes from meat. And you you cannot replace that with seeds. You can't replace that with beans. Um, and and if if looking at looking at it anecdotally, I've known a lot of vegans in my life. They're Me very too. they're very frail. Their hair is not very strong. That yeah. is 
there are serious vitamin deficiencies that come from cutting out meat out of your diet and that the the health experts so-called health experts are saying that meat is bad for you is a red flag to everyone that there's another agenda behind this I want to talk about that agenda, but I love what you said about the anecdotal stuff, right? Because a lot of times we're all waiting for studies to tell us this or that or for the government to tell us. And as we mentioned, so many of those studies are compromised by lobbying and money and and just power in, in Washington, D.C. And, and, you know, it's just like we haven't relied enough on common sense. I, too, have lived with vegans. I have had roommates that were vegetarians. Um, for the most part, I agree with you. They were thin. But they didn't look healthy. Their hair, um, all of the, 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 especially the vegans, had you know really you know a lot of problems with you know losing hair, not keeping their hair, just visually look and and know people who are more uh, protein animal based diets. Um, and like I said, my my sister isn't quite a carnivore, but she's getting close. Um, these are some of the healthiest people I know. I've been trying to increase my my protein diet i've definitely become way more aware of it and also just more aware of the quality of protein so um we have slowly been emptying our freezer of food that we you know meat that we had bought at at grocery stores at costco and we're starting to fill our freezer with stuff that we're buying from local farmers um we can tell the difference by the way between the eggs that come from the grocery store and when we buy the eggs from from the local farmer i mean every, you just these are just anecdotal things matter because it's what you see. It's not some, some study. And I, I can say that, you know, the healthiest people I know um, prioritize meat in their diet. And so it's really weird to see our government um, and all these sort of social media and big tech forces promoting through their algorithms, um, you know, all this an, uh, insect eating and and why meat is bad for you. By the way, Evita, it's also doctors. Doctors are now, I went to a, a, a visit, which by the way, it makes me go on. I'm, I, I had this visit and I'm like, I got to get a new doctor. Um, you know, was telling me not to eat meat. Um, and I don't think he's a bad guy or part of some conspiracy, but he's getting these government recommendations probably through his health you know, through through the, the medical community that he's he's part of in the in the hospital system, and and they're being told tell your people not to eat meat. And so he told me not to eat meat, and I looked at him and I thought, God, I need a new doctor. Um, but there's an agenda, and I love that you use that word agenda. There is an agenda, and I think you put your finger over the target. You're right over the target with this article that you wrote about C forty cities. And this is the future. This is what they want. And they don't want you They want to put it out there. But then when you call them out on it, they want to say, well, wait, wait, we're not doing that. It kind of reminds me of the whole gas stove thing, Evita, where they said, we're, we're thinking about limiting gas, you know, your access to gas stoves. And then we go, uh, yeah, they want to they want to ban gas stoves. And you're like, they're hysterical. Fox News is wrong. They didn't. They we're not trying to ban fa- uh, gas stoves. And then we find out that they're banning gas lines from going into any, you know, these different cities and towns are are forbidding new construction from having a gas line. So, yeah, they're not going to come in and rip your gas stove out of your house, but they're creating the condition so that you can't have a gas stove. So uh, while I ramble on here, why don't you just tell our listeners, what is a C40 city? What did your video talk about and 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 also about what Google did to um, to censor you. But first to start with, what is it? So I wrote an article uh, a week and a half ago or so 
that is about 14 American cities, which are part of this globalist climate organization run by Michael Bloomberg called um, C40 Cities, C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. And it's made up of nearly 100 cities across the globe. 14 of those cities are American cities. Um, and they include Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. And in 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 the C40... Also countries across the globe, right? There's Especially in Europe. Yep, that's what I said. So there's there's cities across the globe that are part of this, but 14 of them are American cities. And they they came out, C40 came out with this report saying that they have an ambitious target, that's a direct quote, an ambitious target of by the year 2030, no meat consumption, no dairy consumption, three clothing items per year per person, zero private vehicle ownership, and one short haul return flight, less than 1500 kilometers every three years per person. Now, these are super dystopian goals. I wrote an article about it, and then I made a short video about it and posted it on the Federalist Instagram account. How many views did you get? Got uh, around 164,000 views. Could be more by now. I'm not sure, but probably the the biggest video I've ever posted. It went pretty viral. Um, and they Instagram slapped a false label on my video and linked to a PolitiFact fact check but what's really interesting about the fact check is they do not address my video, nor do they address my article. They instead explicitly address a, a separate Instagram user and a separate media website reporting on my article, but doing it somewhat clumsily. And so they got them on a technicality, right, saying, oh, well, they didn't sign on to the, C the C40 pledge. Well, they don't have to sign on to anything because the city's mayors are the ones that make up C40, right? So if C40 comes out with something, nobody has to sign on to it. They're already a part of C40. But they did this on purpose to slap a fact check on me without actually addressing my video or my article because there was nothing false in either of them. We'll be back with much more after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. So what do you think is behind this? So let's talk about what 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 who is behind C40? Is that the World Economic Forum? What What is driving that? So all so C40 um, is is promoted on the World Economic Forum website. But the reality of these climate organizations, if you go to their funders, they all fund each other. 
They all have board members that are on each other's boards. They are all connected. And there are there are hundreds of these climate organizations. C40 and the World Economic Forum just happen to be two really big ones. And they're all so they're all connected and they all ha- have similar funders to the fact checkers, ironically. So Google is a funder of C40 and a funder of PolitiFact, which is a little bit ironic, I think. Yeah. So reason why why they're doing this is because in my article and in my video, I point out how dystopian this is. And I say that this is not about the climate. If it was about the climate, the people who were pushing these goals would not be flying private jets um, around the world and ironically flying their private jets to climate summits, talking about how they can get all of us to stop flying uh, commercially. They, yeah. they they are not they are not honest. They are not intellectually consistent and their goals have nothing to do with the environment because meat is not going to save the environment. If they really cared about about stopping carbon emissions, they would be st- devising a plan to adjust, address India and China, who are the of course. The, the largest problem that we have in the world in terms of of, of uh, pollution, but they they also do things like like saying you know you'll you'll own nothing and you'll be happy that in in the in tw- by twenty thirty you will not have for the sake of the environment you will not own a home you will not own clothes all of this will be provided to you by a centralized global government and people say oh that's just a conspiracy you're extrapolating. But congruently, at the same time, and this is what I wrote in my article, you have private billionaires like Bill Gates and you have giant hedge funds buying up residential homes and farmland all over the world, which is which is really fueling reliance on centralized government, which is uh, taking away the power that you have to own your own land, which is so important for somebody to actually rebuke um, centralized government. This is not climate is not what this is about. And 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 they told us this during COVID. They said this is a test run. Um, this is this is a, a great reset to see how can we completely and radically transform the world. Uh, via via COVID and then eventually via climate lockdowns. And that's where we're heading. Yeah. yeah, no, there's no question that the next lockdown will be climate. You already see it. There was a, a leaked video from a CNN uh, producer who was filmed undercover where he said, yeah, we got the orders. We're all going to, you know, it's all climate, climate, climate now. Um, you know, where these orders are coming from, uh, you know, presumably his boss, but where, where, where else is it coming up? How, how much higher is it going? One doesn't know. But but yeah, it is curious that, you know, they're saying it's to save the environment. uh, But clearly it's about control because they're doing nothing themselves to conserve the environment. They want, as you said, want to fly to Davos, but you can't fly, you know, two hours away to see your grandma. So there's a there's a control thing happening here. And I don't think that you can ignore the fact uh, that, you know, you're seeing the, the, the farmer situation and in Europe, in, in Denmark, um, and, and other places in Northern Europe where farmers are being, you know, basically thrown off their land. Um, they're being regulated to death. So they can't, they can't keep their farms. I mean, we're, we're kind of seeing that here as well. Um, which is why I'm really excited about this act, because I think it's one of those first steps in in trying to, to free our food supply. But if you can control people's, if you can control the food supply, you can control the population. If you can control banking, which we're also simultaneously seeing 
debanking. It is happening in the United States. I have done multiple stories of different Christian organizations. Um, and and also you saw Dr. Mercola, who was a big critic of COVID mandates and policies. He's a health guy. Um, he has a business where he also sells um, supplements and so forth. He was debanked. And, and there was really virtually no media attention around it. He's considered a conspiracy theory theorist. He's he he's pretty much is in the naughty, um, the naughty zone, just like uh, Robert Kennedy uh, Jr. is RFK Jr. is for his positions on vaccines and COVID. And so they debanked him. Uh, I just did a story on a Christian charity uh, that has, you know, gives raises money to help orphans in Uganda and because that it is an authentically Christian charity that has authentically Christian positions on on marriage and sex and birth control, et cetera, um, they they basically are are they de- they defunded them. And, you know, lots of people are being hurt. Lots of people are starving uh, because of what they've done. So it is com- it, it's not coming. It's here. Um, and they want to control us through through our finances. I think that this is why digital currency that's this, uh, you know, scares so many people having some sort of national digital currency, but also through the food supply. You know, what, it, what what's going to happen now? So Google has censored you and you've sort of laid out in the Federalist. It's the top story at the Federalist right now. Uh, why you know that what you wrote was true, um, how their fact check checking is flawed. And now what happens? What do you mean now? Now what happened? Like, well, I mean, I can't, do you expect I, Google? Do you, do you do? Does the Federalist? Do you? Do you guys expect Google to change their position? Are you petitioning them? What happens next? Because I mean, it's so, kind of scary that you can put out something that's factually true based on their own mission statement of this of these C forty uh, cities, and because they don't want everyone to know the plan exactly, or at least have it interpreted by you. Uh, they can just slap a censorship on it. I mean, it took me a while to figure out how to open your video after they censored it. Yeah. So, so Instagram, not Google. So it'd be meta that is, that is uh, doing the censorship, but, but, you know, to be clear, Instagram is owned by Facebook, right? Instagram is owned by Facebook or meta. Um, and, uh, Google also does a lot of censorship too. So, so they're not off the hook. The, the, the scary thing about this is there's really nothing we can do. Technically I could, I could repeal. Um, I don't feel like repealing to be honest, because I don't think that Google, I'm sorry, I don't think that Instagram or Google or any of these social media companies should have the right um, to censor me in the first place. And I don't think I should have to prove my innocence. You should be able to say whatever you want on social media because these companies have labeled themselves platforms, not publishers. And yet they act as if they're publishers by fact-checking and labeling my videos false. So I'm not going to play into their game. Um, I'm not going to, 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 to take part in this corrupt system. I'm gonna put out a new video and explain why they're wrong and rebuke the fact check in my own words, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be trying to repeal because I don't think that they had a right to put a label on it in the first place. And what they do, and, and what they've done to me is, it's a video with my face on it, and they put a label on it that said false. 
This is false information. Here's an article about why Avita Duffy is false. And they do it to shame you. And my face is on it. And I should be able to sue them for defamation, but I can't because of the way that our system works. And the federal government is not going to do anything about these social media companies or about Section 230 because the Biden administration right now is in legal is in is in a, is in a lawsuit claiming that it has the right to use social media companies to censor Americans in Missouri v. Biden. So nothing is going to happen. And it really, this is the biggest problem facing Americans right now is the censorship. And this is what tyrants do. And I don't have an interest in apologizing to the tyrants or trying to 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 prove myself to the tyrants. Um, I think that this is wrong. It's unjust. They're trying to shame me. And I, I feel no shame <laughs> and I'm and I'm going to make a new video and explain exactly why they're wrong and exactly why these people are so deceptive and corrupt. Yeah, this is the same stuff they did with COVID, right? There were doctors, renowned doctors, by the way, not just any doctor, although I met local doctors who were like, since when do we don't believe in natural immunity? Since when did we uh, agree that masks work? Since when did we, I mean, like, they there were so many look, but there were also renowned doctors, you know, at Stanford, for example, Jay Bhattacharya, for example, who uh, said, you know, this is not the right way to do it. And they were censored by these fact checkers at Meta, at 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 Google, at Facebook, at Instagram, wherever. And so, like, you have these pajama boys, you know, making decisions about what's true or not on covid against somebody as you know, renowned and established as Jay Bhattacharya. Uh, and I think you're right, Evita. They don't, who, who who made them God, right? I mean, and also this a weird relationship with, with the government where the government wants to use these social media platforms to spin their narratives for them, to censor dissenters, to uh, deplatform people, to push algorithms that they want people to see, push down um, uh, stories that they through algorithm manipulation of stories they don't want you to see, such as which th- what they did here. Why? Why do you think, Evita, that they wanted your story censored? What? Because you you opened the article by the way, and I encourage everyone to go to the Federalist and read it. Um, this is the same Instagram that somehow had algorithms that were pushing pedophiles to other places that weren't able to stop child pedophilia on their site, which is what you would hope they would focus their censorship attention on things that we all agree are bad um, and wrong and evil that can get used by, you know, on this platform. But why are they going after you saying, Hey, these C40 cities want to ban you know, meat consumption or limit your meat consumption. They want to limit your ability to drive. They want to limit your ability to travel by plane. Why are they so concerned about what you're saying about C40? Because they don't want the masses, the people who are going to suffer from these policies to know that they're in motion. And and it is in motion. Right now, Eric Adams, New York City mayor, has decided to ban meat and dairy in prisons and schools. It's already starting. This is their goal. And they don't want people to catch on to it because they don't want people to protest and they don't want opposition. And this and like I said, it's not about the climate. And that's 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 the secondary thing that really they don't like about my video or about my article. 
we saw in co and and all of their policies lead to this same very dystopian goal, right? During COVID, they said giant corporations, those are essential. Your little mom and pop business, your 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 little farm to table restaurant, that's not okay. We're gonna shut you guys down. But Amazon, but Walmart, but but giant, giant meat packaging companies, those are all okay. The rest of you aren't. And it killed small business. And it ki- and it's killing small small farms really and they're and they're doing that Bill Gates is doing that too with with buying up farmland, and now we're seeing the same thing happen, but this time it's in the name of climate where it's this giant favor for it's a, it's a, the government it's a, it's a transfer it's a transfer of wealth from the middle class to the elites I mean that's what happened during COVID for exactly what you said they wanted to get rid because listen if you're if you want to have authoritarian control over the population who are the most rebellious group that you that's going to interfere with your with your plan it's going to be independent business owners uh you know people who aren't dependent on the government uh people who aren't dependent on you know a corporation for their paycheck these in the middle class small business owner um which by the way is the biggest employer well, at least was prior to the pandemic, the largest employer in the country were all these little small independent businesses. Um, they were crushed. I mean, so unjustly crushed during uh, during COVID. And and the, the transfer of power and wealth went to Amazon, went to Walmart, um, went to all these big box corporations who were permitted to stay open for some reason, when small businesses who could probably control their situation even better uh, weren't. And so, yeah, it was it was disgusting. And you're right. We're seeing the same thing where the the consequences, the economic consequences and fallout of all this climate regulation and control is falling primarily on on the middle class and on the little people and will be even worse. And by the way, Vita, you talked about um Mayor Eric Adams saying, hey, we're going to, you know, they're banning uh, meat and and dairy in prisons and schools. They started experimenting as the elites like Bill Gates always do in Africa. Um, I, I don't know why the whole racism discussion isn't moved over to there, but they started experimenting with giving, you know, a insect based diet to these poor African children and it's like, excuse me, what they probably needed is meat and dairy and 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 food to help sustain them. But they're experimenting with their diets with with insects, which we know are not as nutritious as they say they they are, um, are not good for you um, uh, like they say they are. They just simply are not. And and then in England, they started experimenting with school lunches by introducing insects as well. So th- they can't tell us that this is you know, hysteria or conspiracy theory, they're moving as fast as they can in the right direction. And some videos have come out, by the way, Vita, where Bill Gates has said, well, we've been really disappointed. But I think I think maybe like 15. How many people refuse to take the vaccine in America? I believe I saw some stats that said it was maybe 20 percent, 15 to 20 percent of the population said no, thank you. And he was on in an interview asked about that. And he said, yeah, you know, we. We really expected that all these these, you know, 
incentives that we had so people would be coerced into taking the vaccines, we expected it to be to 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 work better than it did. In other words, they're really unhappy with these, you know, that these 15 to 20 percent got, you know, got away, you know, people like you and I who refused to take the vaccine and um, and so many others who face so many worse consequences than you and I did. We faced the social shaming and I had some a little bit of, you know, I had to get an exemption. Thank God Fox allowed me to do that. But there were tons of people who lost their jobs, were crushed um, because they refused to take the vaccine. So, um, you know, this idea that they're trying to. That, that it's not happening is BS and it makes me mad. And the, the fact that they censored you is another thing to, to the, for them to say, like, no, this isn't really happening. Evita is lying about our plan. Our plan doesn't say you have to do this. It says we have ambitious goals to do this. Well, that's BS. They banned. Didn't they say in 2030 in some of these cities, they've already uh, agreed to to ban uh, uh, the use of um, gas powered uh, cars? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 I think in the UK, they, they have they have a goal not to yeah. sell gas powered vehicles. I mean, this is this is happening all over the world. And can I say what's something that's really important to note about the entire censorship complex. And I learned this at the disinformation conference, which I went to. Um, at Can the you explain what that is for our listeners? Okay, so the disinformation conference was hosted by the University of Chicago and the Atlantic. I was there as a student and I sat at, I sat there as multiple, uh, you know, leaders in the tech world, many. It was uh, put on by Obama's guy, right? Yep, it was. It Obama's was, behind all this crap, by the way. It, Obama is behind... This whole disinformation He's dedicated his post presidency to running Biden's administration and putting in place this whole disinformation, as you call it, censorship complex. Um, but he was behind it and he put his buddy David um, Axelrod from the University of Chicago to launch in at the, there at that university while you were a student. Yeah. So David Axelrod put on the, the conference. He's Obama's former chief advisor. Obama actually spoke at the event. And what what was so eye opening was the amount of types of people that were at this conference that were on board with censorship and said, we cannot allow people to say freely what they think on the Internet, because back in the day, right before the Internet democratized information, everybody got their news from from you know, from the gentry class, right, from the ivory towers um, and, it, and it disseminated down. Suddenly, when the Internet came about, anybody could post anything and say anything. And that was great um, because suddenly uh, alternative media sources like the Federalist were able to thrive or or even, on you know, influencers who want to talk about things that CNN maybe doesn't want to talk about. They were able to garner a bunch of followers um, and actually have an impact on the world. And what's happened now is the government doesn't like that. Biden especially doesn't like that, which is why he's partnered with tech companies to say, hey, take down this post that's disfavorable um, to Jill Biden or my niece. Right. And he does that, that that the Biden administration yeah. has contacted Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube to take down videos that are benign, but disfavorable toward Jill Biden um, or, or 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 is this about also Ashley and her Ashley Biden is Joe Biden's daughter that he had with um jill biden and she has a diary that in the diary she talks about um somebody discovered this diary that she left when she was at some rehab place and the diary talks about um 
her feeling uncomfortable having to take showers with her dad, Joe Biden. And so the FBI got involved. The big tech has been censoring any discussion about it. That's part of, you know, what they're doing. Right. So so the federal government likes censorship and they like this idea of disinformation and being able to label anything they don't like as dis or misinformation. Uh, the tech companies obviously are compliant with it because they they get special treatment from the federal government if they comply. Um, and then what's really interesting is you you think that and of course the 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 intellectuals of the world right the people at the university of chicago or harvard they like it as well they like their studies um and their professors to be the ones that people listen to not regular people like you and i um and then what's what's like i said what's really interesting is that the media who historically has been very pro free speech because the media tends to be the victims of 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 tyranny and of censorship they are very pro censorship and pro um disinformation fear mongering because they lost the gatekeeping powers that they had before the internet and so the, you know, the, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, they say, look, all of these alternative media websites are getting clicks and views and they're not going to us anymore. Suddenly we're losing views and readership. So we're going to align with the censorship police because we know that we will be the ones that are that are upheld by the censorship police. We will be the fact checkers. We will be the ones to decide what is and isn't true um, in the in the digital public square. And so now you have all of these different very powerful sects of American society coming together and saying, yes, we need censorship. And the losers are people who don't have that kind of power and who are individuals and who can't who can't organize in that way. And that's why this fight is so important. But it also is so, so hard for us to address and to fight back against. It's the first step for citizens to pressure Congress to change this status that social media companies have as, you know, they're, they're, they're say they're, they're actually publishers, but they're being treated like they're not publishers. So they can't be sued by people who are, you know, unfairly or unjustly censored. Yes. I think that there should be a repeal of section 230. I think the American people, if, if big tech wants to censor us, wants to label false fact checks on my video and on my face, I should be able to sue them for defamation. They should not get the immunity that they enjoy right now if they're going to be publishers and not platforms. And I think that would that would cure a lot of the problems we have right away because that would right now the tech companies see okay, do we support free speech, which we're supposed to do, but you know, under Section 230, we have immunity anyways. And if we don't uh, do what the Biden administration says and censor things that they send us, then we're going to get uh, targeted by the federal government and we're going to lose a lot of the privileges that we have right now. So we've set up a situation where the tech companies are empowered to censor people and they actually are discouraged from having truly free and fair platforms. So that definitely needs to be addressed by Congress. We'll be back with much more after this. 
Since the 1970s, working-class Americans and U.S. investors who saved wealth in dollars have seen the dollar lose over 80% of its purchasing power. In contrast, investors who diversified their cash into gold saw gold appreciate over 5,000%. For Americans who invested $50,000 in gold when America left the gold standard in the 70s, their gold is worth more than $2.5 million today. While gold carries no guarantees and past performance does not equal future results, investors who do their own research will see that gold's performance over this time span is what gold has consistently done in the face of eroding paper currencies. For over 15 years, St. Joseph Partners has built its business with a singular focus on helping investors diversify their wealth and protect their families in physical gold and silver you hold in your hand. Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth. What else do you think we should do? I mean, obviously, I'm really proud of you for not sitting back and taking it and and, and it through at least through the Federalists, our podcast. Uh, I think you're going to be on other podcasts. You're going to be on the War Room tomorrow. You're, uh, you may get a, a few, you know, media hits out of this. You're you're bringing attention to what they've done to you, and I'm proud of that. But uh, you know, what can regular citizens do? I think that we have to keep keep telling the truth on the platforms, even if they're going to label um, a fact check on it. The, the problem is when you say okay, I give up. I'm just going to delete social media. Well, then your ideas aren't there anymore. It's the same reason why when conservatives say, give up, don't go to college. I say, no, you have to be there. We have to be there. Otherwise, we're completely seceding higher education to the left completely because then the student body is all leftist, right? So uh, you you have to be at at these spaces. You have to not be afraid. That's happened in Hollywood too, Avita. I I mean, I think conservatives have felt really sort of stifled, um, blacklisted, really. I've, I, I have many stories of conservative directors, um, you know, writers, you know, if they come out, they know that they will never work again. And um, so a lot of people say, well, you know, I give up and they cede it to the left. But really, culture matters, as you as you know, and have written so often about. And so it, it is hard. It is easy to feel like, you know, it's just too difficult. I'm just going to live off the grid on my farm somewhere in Alaska and, you know, or, you know, uh, Nebraska and just not deal with it. But in the end, you know, it, it matters. These, these, these leaders matter. Um, these issues matter because we can't hide from them forever. Um, we have to fix our world. So it's better for the next generation. Right. So I think you have to be on, sometimes at the Federalist we'll have conversations like, you know, if we post this, we're afraid, it's going to get censored. And then we say, you know what? That's our job. That's our job. We're supposed to post it even, even though we know it could get us deplatformed. That's our job. Yeah. You have to take that I always minute. say, Evita, that the most radical thing you can do in 2023 tell the in truth. this really crazy ass time that we're living in is just to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, the lie will not pass through me. I will not tell lies. Um, I'm kind of known for, you know, a lot of people think I'm crazy. That's okay. I'm going to say what I believe to be true. And if I'm not right, I and I, I'll, I'm willing to be corrected and stand corrected. Been wrong on lots of things um, before and have been corrected. And, and I'm happy to do that. But I think that too many people are repeating lies to get along, to not be singled out, 
to get a promotion, to get a job, to get invited to the right cocktail parties, to not have any uncomfortable situations at the water cooler or at the soccer game. Um, even some of them justify it because they say, well, I don't want my kids to suffer, you know, from teachers who hate them because my point of view is out there or other parents um, or, you know, there's just a lot of social pressure to not tell the truth. And if everyone just told the truth, we'd just be better. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that there's a balance, right. To be, to be in the world, but not of the world. And I think that comes to your kids. I think to say, I'm going to throw my kids in public school before they have the tools that you've given them to defend themselves. Cause they will have to defend themselves. I don't think it's a good idea. I think you should send them to a class. I agree with you school. I think that's that's the way to do it. I think that will create young warriors to to take up the mantle um, in the future. That's so important for our republic. Um, I think being brave on social media and in the workplace is also so important. And I think what we're seeing, and this is what, what you and I and dad talk about all the time, is it's it's a spiritual battle. I think you see a lot of the things that we're facing um, be be prophesized and revelations right that that we we are we are entering into scary times and the further this is what george orwell said he said the further that society drifts from the truth the more it will hate those who speak it and so you should wear that as a badge of honor if people are angry at you at work or in your own family or on social media and it's you know, PolitiFact mad at you, that is a badge of honor to say, you know what, I I said what was true. Um, and and that is how you are in the world, but not of the world. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, the the truth will set us free, right? I mean, the worst thing and you know, what and if you talk to, you know, or read about dissidents um who live through, you know, communism, who were thrown into prison and gulags um for for speaking the truth. Um, they will say that, you know, the worst part about living in a communist society where where people I mean, we, we've been talking about this a lot lately, you and I and dad, that, you know, it's for too many people what what they it, there's a difference between there's a growing fear and difference between what they say in public versus what they say in private. And I think, you know, you look at East Germany where people, you know, are in, in you know, behind the Iron Curtain and communist countries, you know. North Korea, people speak quietly and whisper what they really think until you get to a place like North Korea where it's too scary to even say it. And when you stop saying it, you just start to you just lose your soul. Um, You start to even maybe start to believe um, the the government narratives and 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 the and and the ideology and the propaganda. And, you know, we we can't allow ourselves, you know, too many people have sacrificed so much so that we could have the freedom to say what we want to say, the freedom to worship, the freedom to, 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 to practice our faith authentically, uh, the freedom to, you know, I mean, we're, we're looking at something really basic here that we're talking about here in this show, Vita, food, the freedom to get my food wherever the hell I want to get my food from. Um, I want to know my farmer. You don't, maybe you don't need to know your farmer and you're okay getting, you know, your chicken from the from the freezer. God bless you. Go at it. I did it for many years. 
Now I know a little bit more. I feel like that's something that's important to me. I should be able to do it. And it shouldn't become something that just rich people can do because the, the, the what happens when you have this USDA, you know, you have to have a federal agent on site in order to guarantee that it's safe and 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 really the crushing of these custom slaughterhouses. Uh, you know, what happens is only rich people end up being able to afford these things. And that is the world that the C40, the D- World Economic Forum wants, where we all eat bugs. Uh, we the, the average person can only take three trips to see, you know, relatives during the year. They have they, they own nothing and they're happy. And meanwhile, you know, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and and Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and all the and Oprah Winfrey and all the elites of the elites live the live their best lives. Right. But we have to sacrifice and be controlled by them for, quote unquote, the environment. I'm just so over the climate. Sh- I just think it's such a hoax. Um, you know, Will and Pete had to swim across the Hudson River for a a really great cause with with the Navy SEALs Foundation. And it's disgusting. They literally have at the end of that um, swim that they, they, they actually have to take the special shower to make sure that they get all the disgusting chemicals off. I know what environmentalism looks like. I want clean air. I want clean water. Before you take away my gas stoves or tell me I can't, you know, eat, um, you know, meat or whatever, flipping clean the Hudson. Don't lecture me, AOC, about all that. Clean, clean Brooklyn. I've been down to that district, Davida. It is so filthy. It is so gross. It's like clean your district. Leave us the hell alone. Oh, a hundred percent. And and you know, I, there were dad. I've always learned about. He's you know, we talked about being a steward of the earth. And if dad ever sees like a like a floating plastic bottle, or or a, or a plastic bag in the lake, when he, we're at the lake, you mean? When we're at the lake, he'll immediately drive up at the boat, go pick it up, and get angry at whoever is polluting our beautiful lake. I mean, that's real stewardship. You actually care about the environment. And yeah. what's interesting about this this fossil fuel conversation is that the CO2 in the atmosphere is actually creating a global greening. And actually, it, that global greening has caused natural disasters um, to decrease since we've had a mass production of cars. So to say that the CO2 is is super negative on the on the environment remains to be seen in my opinion but if we are going to limit carbon emissions okay let's let's talk about that let's talk about limiting carbon emissions then why is nobody talking about nuclear energy which is safe right and 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 will solve that problem for us and instead the globalists who serve to gain from from the climate agenda and the craziness say no 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 we can't. They don't use- want a solution. They don't it- want a clean solution. <laughs> and the and the windmills and the and the solar panels are not reliable. They do not work. We are we are investing billions. Yeah, they're not just not reliable. They're killing birds. The wind the windmill. We, we every week we have dead whales because they're messing with the with the so the sonar is the, when they're testing the 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 water out there, um, where they want to put the windmills. They're testing the the bottom of the ocean. And it's doing something to the whales and they're 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 getting beached and, and they're dead. Nobody seems to care about the whales. When I was a kid, it was save the whales. I mean, that was the that was the 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 slogan for the environmental movement. They don't care. In California, I there was a representative that I'm friends with 
um, out in the Bakersfield area. She's an amazing woman. And there was legislation to to basically lower the fines that companies have to pay for killing bird the, uh, uh, um, that anybody has to pay for killing an endangered species like an eagle, for example, um, a, a bird. And all of the lefties voted for this legislation. Why? Because their windmills are killing the birds and they don't want these companies that make the windmills to have to pay these fines because they all want windmills and they don't give a crap about the, the, the our national bird. And, all, and there's so many birds that are killed by these windmills. But yeah, I mean, 100 percent, Evita, they don't or, care. Or, or think about this giant push for electric vehicles. And then the leftists somehow don't care at all about the environmental and human cost of the cobalt mines in Africa. Nobody yeah. cares about that at all. Have you and seen those pictures, Evita? They are they are the most heartbreaking things. I mean, I, I almost start crying right now when I think about it. Little seven, we, you know, we have a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, seven and nine-year-old little kids, many of them orphans because their own parents have died in these unsafe mines, are working 12 hours or more a day in these horrible conditions, getting cobalt so that we can, by, by, by the way, let the Chinese corner the market for us so we are dependent on the Chinese for these EV vehicles. I mean, none of this makes any sense which is why we go back to this C40 cities. Um, who is behind this? Who are these masters of the universe who want to control us? These soulless, secular um, uh, titans, if you will, these mega ego billionaires who want to run our country and all their useful idiots around them who want to be close to power, uh, who want to change, as you said, you know, this is the Great Reset. Um, people, the, the Great Reset is not a conspiracy theory. The damn guy, Klaus Schwab, who runs the WF, wrote a book called The Great Reset. Um, and by the way, it's as kooky as a QAnon book. Try reading it. It's as weird as that. But somehow he gets all these famous people, Prince Charles and Prince Harry and Bill Gates and all these weirdos to fly in their jets, their private jets to his conference and sit in on these conferences where they talk about, you know, basically reordering the entire world around this weirdo's vision. And, you know, by the way, they sit around and talk about how they're going to use AI to redo the Bible so that, you know, they, they think they can perfect that too. They want to perfect earth because they don't believe in heaven. And it's a really, really weird, uh, I don't, religion, cult. And we need to get ourselves extricated from it. And it comes down to basic things like controlling our food source so they don't. Um, making sure that we don't go down this national digital currency, which will lead to a social you know, credit score and a social credit system, Chinese style, um, where you can't travel or access money if you're not in line with the Chinese communist government. That is what they want to bring to our country. We need to make sure that people, Avita, I'm so proud of what you're doing there at the Federalist writing about all these things. And I know you're getting censored for it. And I know you're getting accused of, of, of disinformation, but it's not. The villains have told us their plan. They just get mad when we repeat it and let everybody else know about it. Exactly. And I, and I, I want to make one more point about the C40 cities and, and all of these globalist climate goals. If they are met, people will die. 
People will die if we ban meat, if we create this, this slave class. And you have to think like a globalist. You have to think like a Michael Bloomberg um, or like a Klaus Schwab. They look around and they see the congestion in cities and they w- and they see lion waiting and they and they and they say you know what wouldn't the world be better if there were less people in it because yeah. the climate goal has had very the climate agenda has had very real origins um in the depopulation movement which goes 100%. back 100 yes. years this is this is the real goal of this movement and n- make no mistake Michael Bloomberg will buy a stake if he wants one in 2030. He will ride a private jet if he wants one, if he wants to in, in 2030. The rest of us will not. And that's how he wants it. That is the goal. Of Mark Morano, as he is the head of Climate Depot, I've, we've, I've interviewed him you know, dozens of times. Um, he's an amazing guy who's been tracking for many years um, th- th- this climate agenda and, and what a hoax it is and what the true intentions are behind it, these power-seeking weirdos um, at the WEF and Bill Gates, et cetera. And, you know, we were doing another one of these stories on on Fox or, you know, another crazy climate story. And, you know, I just said to him straight up, I said, just stop for a minute. What's really behind this? This is just so crazy. What is at the heart of this? And he said, depopulation. It always has been. Um, and you know, if, and you're right, there's a long history of that. This is an anti-human movement. Um, these are transhumanist anti-human movement. Um, this is, uh, this is a war against humanity, against modern life. They know that decreasing fossil fuels will, will be the worst for Africa. By the way, they've done so many bad things in Africa. These, these, you know, so-called do-gooders like Bill Gates with their vaccines and their and their, you know, projects to feed hungry kids insects and all kinds of crap they do down in Africa. I, don't, I really don't understand why that has not been a, a bigger issue in in all the racial, um, you know, inequities that are talked about. There's nothing more racist than what Bill Gates and these globalists have done in Africa. They've already suffered, by the way, Vita, during COVID. The COVID lockdown. Um, through 60 uh, uh, million more people into extreme poverty, mostly in Africa. Um, and nobody seemed to care about that because, you know, some Karen lady, you know, in, in Arlington, Virginia, you know, wants to wear a mask or, or control everybody at Whole Foods. Um, so a lot of people got got. Um, you know, thrown into extreme poverty with these lockdowns and the crazy rules that really only the rich were able to survive well. Um, they were able to take their kids to private schools. They were able to, you know, get Todd's going in their little rich neighborhoods. Um, you saw Gavin Newsom, you know, his farm to table, you know, $400 a person dinners at um, at, at his restaurant in, 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 in Napa Valley didn't close down. And he was able to go there without wearing a mask while all the servant waiters wore masks. Um, We saw this elitism at the heart of it. There is a war. It is not left. It is not right. It is not Republican. It is not um, Democrat. That's what they want. It's not black. It is not white. That is what they want us to focus on. This is a class warfare of of the super elite, the 1% uh, versus the rest of us. And, and, and it is, these are our psychotic people with very um, uh, troubled, lies if you look at the early beginnings of George Soros and and Carl Schwab and you know these are people with with really sick 
um, uh, personalities. Uh, Bill Gates, uh, Mr. Uh, Epstein, you know, going with Epstein to, to you. God knows this guy's so creepy. Um, these are the people who are leading um, all of these movements. And if we allow them to continue to have this kind of control over us, and Evita, this is why it's so important what you're doing, they're using social media to do this. They can't do what they're doing without social media, without that kind of technology. That is the key to it. That, you know, if, if authoritarians back at the you know beginning of the 20th century had the power um, that you can wield and harness with social media and big tech, um, boy, uh, the, the world would be different. And now, now they have that technology and they're trying to, to create a world that reflects their own sick personalities. And it's really up to us, us patriots, us, us normal common sense people to fight back. And you're doing it from your little perch at the Federalist. We're trying hard here, Vita, um, at, uh, at the kitchen table. Um, but it, it seems like a small thing, but, 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 um, you know, when you talk about, you know, uh, controlling where your meat gets, gets, uh, uh, process, but I encourage everybody to call and your representatives, your senator, your congressman. Now, this is the best opportunity, the greatest opportunity that our nation has ever had um, in 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 a generation to control, um, have more free food freedom. Really, control over your own food supply, being able to purchase your meat uh, from farmers that you know. Um, without having the federal government get in between. And the act is called the Prime Act, the Processing, Revival, and Interstate Meat Exemption Act. It is a bipartisan act representative, uh, represented by or being introduced by Representatives Massey and Pingree. Um, Pingree is a Democrat from Maine. Um, Massey is, as you know, a Republican. Um, so and and kind of a libertarian and, and has a, a, a farming background as well. Both of them do. So an important, important subject. I encourage everyone to read Avita's article at The Federalist. What's the name of the, um, the the title of both the original and the and the article that just got published fighting back against Instagram? So the the original article is titled these 14 American cities have a target of banning meat, dairy, and private vehicles by 2030. And the new article title is Instagram slaps false label on the Federalist accurate reporting about meat banning goals. Well, information is power. Uh, the information that you're putting out about C40 cities, which are coming to you, or if you're in one of those 12 cities here in the United States, it's already come to you. Um, but they want to expand that out to everybody. Thank you for putting that information out there. I know dad has been doing that on his show, The Bottom Line. They've had a couple stories on it as well. Um, we should do more of it on Fox and Friends. I hope to do that. Maybe we'll have you on too if you did to talk about it. Um, I'll be hosting this week uh, for several days, filling in for Ainsley Earhart. And of course, we'll have the weekend as well. So hopefully we can get to it during that time. Um, I appreciate you joining us. I love you, Evita. You're doing good work. Thanks for having me. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription and Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.